This mock draft special, brought to you by Sports Daycare, is sponsored by Gavin Dolan Hair and Style, best haircuts in the Springfield, Missouri area. Hello, and welcome to Sports Daycare. Uh, this is Zach, and I'm with Casey. Uh, today is the NFL's draft, the 2021 NFL draft. And today on Sports Day Care, we're going to go through the first round of the NFL draft and go through each team and say what we think their need is and pick a player. Uh, since there is 32 picks, we'll probably go a little quick on each pick and say why we think they'll pick that. And some will be pretty obvious because um, it's just what have come out and what people have said and stuff like that. So with that being said, starting with the first pick, we're going to go, I'm going to do the odds, and then Casey will be the evens. So with the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be taking Trevor Lawrence, which is not a shocker. Um, it would be kind of fun for um, the draft if they picked a Justin Fields since Urban Myers, the Ohio State guy, so that'd be kind of fun. Um, but everyone said it, and it's not a huge surprise that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy for them. Um, I think he – I'm not a huge Trevor Lawrence guy, personally. I think there's a lot of hype around him, and I feel like the only two guys that have gotten the hype just like him was Peyton Manning when he was coming out and Andrew Luck. And, I mean, yes, they worked out really well, but I just don't really see it. Uh, he was really around great players at Clemson and had a pretty good coach. But we'll see what happens. Um, but they have multiple picks in this draft, so we'll see what they do with them. But with that being said, Casey, what is your second pick? Definitely can't go wrong with going Trevor Lawrence at one. Um, so for my picks, I'm kind of going to do a more of what I would personally do, just because, you know, I, I think my opinion is better than everyone else's. So... And for the second pick, I would I would pick Justin Fields in this spot. And a lot of people are saying, you know, the Zach Wilson card is already put in. And, you know, you may be right, but look at it this way. And here's why I think that Justin Fields might legitimately go to. First of all, with the 49ers at three, all you're hearing is Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Maybe the reason is because they know Justin Fields is going to and not Zach Wilson. And I mean, if you look at it from just comparing Justin Fields to Zach Wilson, from a categorical a categorical standpoint, height, they're both 6'3". Weight, Justin Fields is bigger. Athleticism, obviously Justin Fields. The only two quarterbacks that have a faster recorded 40 time than him are Michael Vick and Robert Griffin III. He's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger. He played better competition had a better touchdown to interception radio ratio in his best season 51 to 3 compared to 43 to 3 for Zach Wilson. He completed a higher percent of his throws. Justin Fields quarterback record 20 and 2 versus 20 and 10 for Zach Wilson. Justin Fields throws a better deep ball. Justin Fields reads the field better. That's been the main knock on him, but then Pro Football Focus went out there and said that he threw to his second or third read more than any other quarterback in the draft, so that's debunked. 
the only thing Zach Wilson does better than Justin Fields is the platform. And while that's a valuable skill set, the only thing he's better at than Justin Fields, I think that's enough for him to go over Justin Fields. Like, Justin Fields is literally better than him at every single thing. I think they may go Justin Fields at number two, and I definitely would. I mean, yeah, I can see that. I, uh, I'll be kind of shocked if that happens, to be really honest, but we'll see. Uh, so with the third pick, the San Francisco 49ers, who have been taking calls for this pick, which is kind of interesting, um, trying to go after Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. Um, but with the third pick, for me, I, you got to go Zach Wilson. It's Zach Wilson is there. So this is our sports daycare draft. So I'm taking Zach Wilson instantly. Um, although I'm not a huge Zach Wilson guy, because uh, I think he's a little bit overhyped, I do think that the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, you're very creative. Um, I think I hate when people do this because it's not true at all. Zach Wilson's can't be compared to Patrick Mahomes literally at all. But in the NFL today, it's what like what is successful in the league. And a guy like Zach Wilson who can throw off-platform throws, throw sideline to sideline, deep ball after deep ball. And, I mean, the 49ers do have good speed guys on that team. And I think – I mean, if I'm the 49ers, I'm doing it. I'm just going to take a shot in the dark and hope and hope and hope he's Holmes, which is not going to be true. But if it is true, you have a George Kittle who's a Travis Kelsey. Marquise Goodwin, I believe he's on the team there. Maybe not. Uh, but, I mean, they have I, – I, I like their roster, and I, I – our past podcast, I said Jimmy Garoppolo is not terrible. He just got you to a Super Bowl, and I agree with that. And I think Zach Wilson can sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo, but they probably will trade him if they did that. Um, but I think if Zach, if you get Zach Wilson, that's a game changer because you go from a quarterback that's a very system quarterback to a guy that can go outside the pocket and complete throws when he's under pressure and he can extend plays other than just Read read one, read two, read three, and then be like I I think it's a good pick right there. Um, so to recap, you got Trevor Lawrence at one, Justin Fields at two, and Zach Wilson's at three. Uh, with the has it. So Casey, who you who's Atlanta taking? So I think you're definitely right about that 49ers offense. I think they just. They need to get more out of the quarterback position. Zach Wilson, I think, could step in and day one be better than Jimmy Garoppolo and bring a level to their offense that they didn't have before. And at pick four, I'm going to keep the quarterback trend going with Trey Lance just because if you're Atlanta and we're not doing trades in this mock, I think if you're Atlanta, you have to trade down because their offense is fine. They just really, really need defense. But in this scenario where you don't do trades, you have a 36-year-old Matt Ryan. Julio Jones is old. Their offensive line, they're a really old team. And the fact that they are picking fourth means that they are not a good team. And when you're a bad old team, that just screams rebuild. 
So why not go out and get Trey Lance, the 20-year-old quarterback, let him sit for a year, maybe two, and then have him go out and be your starting quarterback when you start this rebuild. And, I mean, I just honestly don't see how they could go any position other than this. Like, clearly, if you want to compete, you're picking fourth. You're not going to compete. Your team only got worse. Like, I think this is the only move they can make. Man, I don't know about that one. Uh, I just think that you can't pass up a guy and Kyle Pitts right there. But, you know, that's that's you. I mean, uh, so with a fifth pick, Cincinnati Bengals will go Penny Sewell. Uh, that's pretty obvious. I don't think anybody in the world will think otherwise. They might think he get, they might go Jamar Chase and have J- Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase back together again. I think the smart move here would go offensive line here. You got to protect your young asset. If you don't protect your young asset, then what are you doing? Um, you even saw that in the Super. You know, they didn't didn't have a great offensive line that day, and you saw what happened. Patrick Mahomes was running through his life. And you saw it with Joe Burrow last year. Joe Burrow was literally running through it for his life every single play of every single game. And he ultimately got hurt. Not going to getting hurt. But uh, he did get hurt. And when you have a young quarterback and you spent a high draft pick on him, you you, you got to protect him at all costs. Um. Yeah, I think he would be perfect there. They don't have a great offensive line. He can be the starter right the starter day one. He can make that offensive line into something that's good for Joe Mixon to run behind, um, good for Joe Burrow to run or pass behind. He, you know, and he even run behind because Joe Burrow can run the ball a little bit. Um, and I, yes, they do need wide receiver help, but I think they could address that in the free agency still, or even just wait a year, and they're not going to be talking. Time soon. Let's be honest. Cincinnati, they have problems with the defense. They have problems O line. They need some more skill skill positions. I mean, because Tyler Boyd's not going to cut it. Just Tyler Boyd. Um, but T Higgins is there as well. But I think um, you got to go offensive line here and protect them at all costs. And then if you know next year, years to come, then you start working on skill position and skill position and defense. And then then maybe you know be a title contending team because Joe Burrow is pretty young. So um with the sixth pick, the Miami Dolphins, who are they picking, Casey? There's no chance that at six overall you can pass up a guy like Kyle Pitts. Out of Florida, keep him in state. If you ask me, Kyle Pitts is the third best player in this draft behind Trevor Lawrence and Suell. So I mean getting him at six is really good value and if such a great roster, honestly, outside of questionably quarterback, depending on who you ask. And I think you just got to go best player available and just make that roster better any way you can. And getting Kyle Pitts, like, yeah, they already have Seki, but if you from a number standpoint, Kyle Pitts really only played like in line next to a tackle, like a quarter of the time at Florida. He, a wide receiver I view him more as like a Mike Evans type than say a Noah Fant type and so I think you put him out there at wide receiver with Devontae Parker and Will Fuller and Mike Gusecki at tight end and if Tua can't get the job done then you move on but 
I think you just got to go Kyle Pitts in this spot and give two as many weapons as you can. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I go to six personally. I, I don't think there's a chance that he passes five, four or five. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't think so. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, with the seventh pick, the Detroit Lions, for me, I think they should go Jamar Chase here. Um, which is kind of difficult to say because they have Jared Goff. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll see how that experiment works out. Um, but I think they could go, if the quarterback was there, they would go quarterback. But Mac Jones probably shouldn't be the guy this early. Um, but Jamar Chase, he'll, he'll give he'll give golf a, a win maybe. Um, they lost all the wide receivers this year. Marvin Jones left to Jacksonville. Um, and Kenny Galladay left to go to the Giants. So, I mean, it makes sense. They need It's a need for them. They also have a lot of needs, like they always do every single year. They've always needed a need for literally anything. I don't think that anything on that team is like a keeper and there are no trades or anything like that. Um, but I can also see Detroit trading out of this in a way, just because I think Detroit, it's not, water receivers not a position of need for them necessarily, I wouldn't say. Um, it's more in my opinion, um, but I can also see him trading out of here and maybe trying to get more round picks or even a first round pick next year or something. Let's um, move up to eight uh, or seven. Um, so we'll see. But I have Jamar Chase going there. I think it would be a good fit. He's going to be pretty good. He was the first. He was the first option for LSU when Justin Jefferson was there, and we saw Justin Jefferson did in Minnesota. So if that's what you know. If it's going to correlate to the NFL at all, being a starter, being one or two, he has a high ceiling for himself. So, with that being said, with the number eighth pick, Carolina Panthers, Casey, who are they taking? Quick note on the Detroit Lions. When their top three wide receivers are Tyra Williams, Brashad Perriman, and Quintez Sivas, that's it. Wide receiver basically picks itself. Um, so with the eighth pick, we got the Panthers. And there's a couple different directions you could go here, but I think one of their biggest needs is left tackle. So I'm going out and I'm getting him offensive lineman in Rashawn Slater. And honestly, he could play anywhere on the line. Just get your best five guys out there. If they draft Greg Little a couple of years ago, maybe he'll play tackle. But or Sean Slater play tackle, just your best five guys out there. Traded for Sam Donald. So I think you in you saw how Sam Donald performed in New York with the Jets when he didn't have a really good offensive line. He really wasn't that great. I think you get a good offensive line around Sam Donald. The Panthers have some solid weapons and I think that this is a team that could potentially have a pretty good offense. And they have a new left tackle there in Carolina. And with that, Zach, who you got the Broncos taking at the ninth overall pick? So for me, um, the Denver Broncos, when you're in a division with Kansas City, you're going to have trouble, and you always will. Um, when you have 
Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and I mean Byron Pringle and all those guys. Patrick Mahomes is throwing to him. So what's the one thing that you need to defend that as a corner? So the Denver Broncos at nine are going to go Patrick Sertan. Um, I think – I don't necessarily think a corner is a need for them necessarily. Um, they have decent corners there, not awful. But when you lose a guy like uh, Chris Harris Jr. last year, you can't go wrong here by picking a corner. Um, they, they have Teddy Bridgewater now, so quarterback might be a – okay thing to do keep for him for a year or two um but i think you have to go here personally because you you have to somehow beat the chiefs i think that's the name of the game for the denver broncos at this moment you have to beat the chiefs if you beat the chiefs and they lose a couple more games to the raiders or something maybe you win the division maybe get in the playoffs and make a run um but i think the name of the game right now is beating the chiefs and how you can beat the chiefs defensively and I think you can only get stronger at corner. I don't think you only get the bad pick pick a corner there. Um, but yeah, I have Patrick Sertan going to the Denver Broncos. So uh, the number ten pick, Dallas, gross defense is awful. Casey, they going defense? Man, if anyone knows Jerry Jones, he wants to get some offensive firepower. But we're going to be smart here at Sports Daycare. And we're going to get them some defense. And the best defensive player, I think, in the entire draft, even a little bit, just a hair ahead of Patrick Sertan, is J.C. Horn, corner out of South Carolina. And the only reason I say that he's a little better than Sertan is he faced a little bit better competition. They're both in the SEC. J.C. Horn is a little bit better athlete. I love how physical he is. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Jalen Ramsey, not saying he's going to be, but they both play in your face. And he's kind of got, you know, that swagger that a lot of the really good corners over the years have had. And cornerback is clearly the weakest position on the Cowboys team. They need defense after having one of the historically worst defenses of all time last year. J.C. Horn, corner, Cowboys fans should be thrilled. Can't go wrong there. They do need help. They have, defensively, they need God to help them too. Um, so with the number eleven pick, uh, the New York Giants are going to go Micah Parsons, which might be a little bit of a reach, a tiny bit. Um, but I think that the team is honestly up and coming. Um, they got offensive firepower now. Saquon's coming back. Offensive line could need help need help. Um, I'm going to go linebacker here. Couldn't really tell you who linebackers are at the moment, to be really honest with you. Um, so it's not a great thing because I'm going to – if anybody knows me, I'm a linebackers guy. When you can't see a Chiefs fan, you had Ben Neiman and Anthony Hitchens. Disgusting. Um, so, you know, linebackers you got to worry about. Um, so I'm going to go Michael Parsons here. I think he could change that. He's really athletic on the sideline um he's like he, he does not these his type of linebacker does not come around this draft very often um i think you know coming from a penn state they have decent linebackers that come out of there got a name if you're a chiefs fan Tom Bali came out of there 
So we're not saying it's going to be Tom Pauly or anything like that. Um, but he's pretty good. I mean, he played 20, he played 26 games in, at Penn State. Um, he had eight for loss and six six sacks, which is a linebacker pretty pretty good. Um, he forced six fumbles and pass defended five passes. So I think if you look at his if you just look at him, like his size is great. His athletic ability is just fantastic. Um, he has great instincts. So I think you can, with Joe Judge being there, I think he can facilitate him. I'm a player Giants fans would be proud of, and that defense would just get better. And when you have a Daniel, I mean, young quarterback they believe in, so you got to make that defense better. So with that being said, the 12th pick is the Philadelphia Eagles. Casey, what is that dumpster organization going to pick? The dumpster Philadelphia Eagles, division rivals of the New York Giants, who just picked Micah Parsons. I think if you're the Eagles, they have two really glaring needs at corner and wide receiver. And I think Philadelphia Eagle fans are pooping their pants because my number four overall player in the entire draft, my favorite wide receiver in the entire entire draft is still there at 12. And that's Jalen Waddell, wide receiver out of Alabama. Man, he may be a little on the smaller side at 5'10", like a buck 85. But, man, he's the fastest wide receiver in the draft. He can play any wide receiver position. Even though he's small, he can go and he can get those jump balls. He's a great route runner. Might I say, kind of compares to Tyreek Hill. And I know everyone compares someone to Patrick Holmes every draft. He's someone to Tyreek Hill. But Jalen Waddle's better than Henry Ruggs was last year, who everyone compared to Tyreek Hill last year. Henry Ruggs was just a fast guy. That's all he did was he was fast. He could run straight. That's all he could do. Jalen Waddle is really fast, really quick, good route runner. He's not as jacked as Tyreek Hill is, but he plays a lot like him. And I think Jalen Waddle, at the end of the day, the best wide receiver coming out of this entire stacked wide receiver class. Well, that was the guy I wanted, but, you know. Guy wanted for the next pick here, um, the number thirteenth pick, the Los Angeles Chargers. So gross. Uh, Piss poor organization. They always are really good in the regular season, and then they get to the end of the season and they fall apart. Um, but new coaching, new system, new quarterback. We'll see how it goes on. They don't have Philip Rivers anymore, who should be in a coffin. Um, so with the thirteenth pick, the Chargers are going to take Devonte Smith. Um, I think you have to capitalize on what is going on with the Chargers right now with Justin Herbert. Um, yes, they have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is always, always hurt. He can't stay healthy. You can't, you can't depend on him literally at all. Um, their defense, defensive side of the ball, they're pretty solid. If Jordan James stays healthy, it's going to be a top 10 defense easily in the league. Um, offensive line, yes, could use help. Um, but I think if you get a guy like Devontae Smith for Justin Herbert, um, it'll make Justin Her- Herbert's sophomore season just pretty freaking good because um, you can line him up in the slot. Yes, he's coming into this draft a little small, but a guy named Steve Smith Jr. 
senior, sorry, Steve Smith senior, also came into the draft pretty underweight and pretty small, and he had a pretty freaking good career. Um, so I think Devontae Smith would be fit very good in that system, and I think he would be a good speed guy. And if you're going to beat the Chiefs with something, speed versus speed, I mean, if you can't beat them, join them. And that's what I think they should do is get speed on the ball, run with it, and see if they can even compete with the Chiefs. Um, so, Devontae Smith to the Chargers. So, 14th pick, Minnesota. Casey, who are they going? A lot of people are hammering the table for the Chargers linemen, but at the same time, if you get a wide receiver, it kind of not that you don't need an offensive lineman, but if you have a guy that gets open, you don't need to pass protect for as long. So if you have really good wide receivers, like you don't need as good of an offensive line. Uh, but the Minnesota Vikings at 14, they're an okay roster, but I think their biggest hole is at edge rusher opposite Daniel Hunter. Ever since Everson Griffin left, they haven't really found anybody that could fill that hole. So I'm going to have them going with Jalen Phillips, edge rusher out of Miami. I think this isn't a great edge rusher class, but I think he's the best one in the entire group. He's really good. He can play the run. He can play the pass. He has bend outside. He can rush from the inside. The only reason people don't have him up as high is he has some concussion history. He was forced to medically retire, which, according to UCLA's rules, if you know anything about it, is you have to medically retire after three concussions. And people are like, well, I don't want him to have, you know, a career-ending concussion. And it's not like concussions are the kind of thing where, like, they're just kind of freak things happen. You know, they happen to anybody. They can happen at any time, anywhere, to any position. And one of his concussions wasn't even in a football-related injury. He got hit by a car while he was driving scooter, which I shouldn't be laughing about. <laughs> but it's just kind of a funny story. Anyways, great player. Fills a hole for the Minnesota Vikings. And Zach, who you got the Patriots getting? The Patriots, the league does, but they did really well this offseason, in my opinion. Um, offensively, for Cam Newton, added a lot of weapons for him, added two tight ends that are going to be really good good for him, John New Smith and Hunter Henry. I think here they want to go quarterback, so if Justin Fields falls, that's where they're going to go. Or, and I can also just kind of see him, Mac Jones. Um, I saw Casey at work this morning that a Trey Lance would be just the ideal fit for the Patriots just because he's a no-name guy. doesn't a lot of hype around him. Coming from D1 AA school. And I think that's just the type of guy the Patriots organization just as a culture there would love. But he's gone. So... My 15th pick, if I was New England, I'm going Gregory Rousseau. Um, he's a rusher from Miami. Um, I think if you look at their roster, they did really well with adding Matthew Judon, um, getting back Kyle Van Noy. Um, they, 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 their defensive side of the ball is just pretty good, and it's always really good. J.C. Jackson's a good corner. Um, Devin McCourty's a good corner. Um, he's also older. But um, I think if you add a guy like Rousseau, 
who has been dropped. Um, I think you put him on the other side of Matthew Judon, and you have a scary pair, in my opinion. Um, I think that would fit well with Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick would just love that. I think he'd be pounding the table and crying out of joy um, because he did that. So I think it would be a good pick for him. I think that would make their defense pretty freaking good and make him a top 10 defense again and get them back on track because their offensive side of the ball is getting better. And I believe in Cam. So I think if you go um, defense here, then you would be pretty good at um, helping Cam on opposite side of the ball with giving him weapons as well. Um, so with that being said, Arizona is up next. Casey, who are they taking? If you look at the Arizona Cardinals cornerbacks that they have coming into the season, it is absolutely disgusting. Let me let me read you the names of the cornerbacks they have right now. Robert Alford hasn't played in the last two years due to injury, like 32 years old, not even good. Malcolm Butler, free agent, she's signing from Tennessee, was never really a good corner. He just had the one Super Bowl game-winning interception. Other than that, he's been absolute cheeks. And then they have Kevin Peterson, never heard of him, and Picasso Nelson Jr., also have no idea who that is. They only have four on the roster, none that are good. They have to go corner here, which is why I have them going with the gamble of Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, a guy that could possibly be corner one in this draft, has some injury history. There's, I saw an article the other day is that basically he's got an 80% chance that he'll make a full recovery, be totally fine, but he's also got a 20% chance that he'll never be able to play again. And when you're the Cardinals and your cornerback room is that awful, I think to go with the risk and hope that he can make it and improve that defense. And, Zach, I just realized that you got the privilege of having the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders picks. So how are you going to make our other AFC West division rival better? So, first of all, I want to talk about this for a second. I hate the Raiders. I absolutely wish that whoever created their team played alive. Often, I wish I wish they never were a team, uh, but there they are. Unfortunately for us, so the stupid Raiders are gonna go with the stupid pick like they always do. But I think this is for them personally. So this is a personal good pick for them. If I was their GM, never would be. I'd shoot myself before I could be their GM. Uh, so the Raiders, they're going to pick an offensive line, Jay Tech, and Christian Darisol. I think that Salt did this offseason, trading away everybody in the offensive line because they're scared, like always, because um, they can't beat the Chiefs. Uh, I think that if you got, bring a guy in like him, he's going to help your offensive line that you already – John Gruden and Mike Mayock want to go young. They love yep. young players. So I think a guy um, like Christian would help you out on the offensive side of the ball, help your O-line. Um, I think this would be a smart pick. They won't pick him because they're stupid and they won't. 
Um, but I think he would really help their offensive line, help Derek Carr, help Josh Jacobs. Um, I mean, offensively, they are pretty good, unfortunately. Um, Henry Ruggs is good. Um, you, I think he's going to have a good next season. He's fast. Everyone thought he was going to be like Tyreek Hill. He's not like Tyreek Hill at all, but I think he's fast. Um, defensively, they've honestly gotten better. Um, made some questionable picks the last couple of years, though. Um, but Jonathan Abram has worked out for him, in my opinion. Uh, I think he showed flashes last year of how he can be a good safety. I believe in how he's going to be a good safety. Colin Farrell, I think he'll get better. I don't think he's going to be as bad. Max Crosby's Max Crosby. He'll get him good for the first six games, and he'll go on Colin Cowherd and Edward Nax like he's so good. I think he'll suck for the rest of the year. That's just what Max Crosby is. He's just like the Chargers, the Hubert, and suck the rest. Um, but I think you have to go offensive line here. Um, got to protect Eric Carr. You got to give him time. If you give him time, he is very smart with the ball. He's not the greatest quarterback ever. He's probably not going to get to a Super Bowl, but he'll win you some games. You saw at the very beginning of last year that he was good when he got time in the pocket. So that was my take on the stupid ass Chargers or Raiders. So with the pick, you got Miami again. Who are they taking, Casey? Alert the presses. We have a first-round running back in Najee Harris going at 18th to the Miami Dolphins. And I know people hate, you know, the first-round running backs. But I think, based on pure talent alone, Najee Harris is a borderline top-10 player in this draft. He's a fantastic running back. He's the kind of guy you can give the ball to. He's fast enough to go on the outside. Not a burner, but he's fast enough to go outside. He's also 6'2", 230, banger in between the tackles. And outside of, you know, another pass for Tua, the, easily the biggest roster was running back. I think at this point, you got to go into next year saying, we have a really good roster, and if you get – Harris, they'll have no holes on their entire roster. Maybe a little early for a running back, but I, I like the pick here. Fill a need, first-round running back. Let's go. Whoa. That was unexpected. I did not think you were here back there. Um, um, it would be very interesting if they did that. Weird. Uh, so, with the 19th pick, the Washington football team, I think if you look at the team, they've needed it ever from the third is quarterback. Um, I don't think necessarily he's going to be your franchise guy, but I think Washington should take it. He could be something special. He only had one year at Alabama to be the starter, and he looked pretty good. Um, I think they should go Mac Jones here. Uh I don't know if Mac Jones is going to fall this far, to be really honest. Uh, I think a team like uh, New England, um, Philadelphia, teams like that might him, honestly. I don't know if they would, but I think he would fit good from Washington. They have a good thing going there. Terry, Scary Terry's good. Um, they have good running backs, honestly. Antonio Gibson's, I think, is going to be a, a top. 15 running back next year, honestly. I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, offensive line isn't 
awful. Not great, but not awful. Defense, that defense showed out last year. Uh, defensive line is the scariest defensive line in the NFL. I don't think anyone can argue that. The defensive line is ridiculous. So, uh, you get like a guy like Matt Jones, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is unfortunate for Ryan Fitzpatrick if this did happen. It'll be the second team that has a backup to and or a starter to you're going to be the backup. I think a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick would help Mac Jones tremendously in his career because if he had a Ryan Fitzpatrick-ish kind of career, honestly, like, it's not awful because Ryan Fitzpatrick had some times in Tampa that he looked really good. Last year with Miami, he, I mean, that team wasn't that bad. Um, but I think Mac Jones would be a good fit here and make them – not a title contending team, but a very stable franchise for years to come to maybe get the quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes or Sean Watson and become a Super Bowl caliber team. Um, so with that being said, here comes Chicago Bears and the guy we work with named Joe, Joseph, if you want to come on SoundCloud or YouTube, he's a rapper. Uh, this is his team. They're a very crappy, crappy team, so... Casey, who is Joe's stupid, stupid Bears team picking? I would like to give a recap of the last pick, and Zach said that Mac Jones will be sticking it in behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just to recap the last pick, um, the Bears are probably super pissed at the Redskins <laughs> right now because the Bears, they, they need a quarterback. And Mac Jones would have been able to slide right in. <laughs> Not to Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you're the Bears, the way you win is by playing defense and having a game manager or quarterback. So I don't think it's the end of the world that they have. Andy Dalton, I think Andy Dalton can execute an offense. Not going to turn the ball over. And I think if you're the <laughs> If you're, <laughs> if you're the Bears, that's exactly what you need. So I think the best way they can have success is to get Andy Dalton, another weapon to throw the ball to, and that's Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. I really like him. He reminds me a lot of Devontae Adams, just a really smooth, really clean route runner. He's got some size to him. I think if you give Andy Dalton people to distribute the ball to, they can have an okay enough offense to get in the playoffs and who knows, maybe make a run. Yeah. You uh, took my pick to that. That's the guy I would pick for them. Honestly, um, picks this whole draft that we've had that. I, that Bateman. There was more picks you've had all day. Um, so, the 21st pick, the Indianapolis Colts, um, they're an interesting team. They have Carson Wentz, who we'll see what he's going to be. They have a really good offense and a really good running back, in my opinion. I love Jonathan Taylor. He's one of my NFL amazing. Um, so, I think you should go to uh, an edge rusher here. And this edge rusher... He has a very interesting story. And I'm going to mess up his name, and I know I will. But Kiwi Payne of Michigan, the edge rusher, I think he would help the Colts out tremendously. 
I think if you look at the Colts defensively, they have good linebackers. They have good interior defensive line. And you just lost Justin Houston, who wasn't a standout guy. Very good player for you. And I think if you get a guy like Mr. Payne, he can transform that defensive line into something special. It's going to be a top three pick. Uh, and them. When you look back at this draft, that have really panned out. Um, I watched some stuff on him today, and I, I just think he has a size, he has speed, and I think he has a football mind to be really good at this, and he has the drive. Um, the story kind of behind him is when he grew up in a smaller, poor area, and the private school there asked to be a part of their team, but he couldn't afford it. Um, so his mom worked triple shifts, didn't really see his mom. And he told his mom that, you know, if you, if you send me here when he was 12 years old, he was going to get a full-ride scholarship to um, Michigan. So he did that, and I think he wants to be known as an all-time player. So I think he has the drive and the mindset and the football attitude to be a really good player in the NFL, and I think he would help um, the Colts be a really good dangerous team in the AFC because they're just a quarterback away, and I think they might have got that. So, um, With the 22nd pick, the Tennessee Titans, who, Casey, you watched the Tennessee Titans a little bit, which is kind of weird. Um, well, I guess you liked a couple of other players, such as J.J. and Clowney. But um, who are they picking with their pick? I was looking at the depth chart, and I think there's a couple spots that they could probably go. They're really weak at wide receiver with A.J. Brown and Josh Reynolds. And um, that's really about it, that wide receiver. That makes receiver. But they're also really weak at corner. They have, their starters are projected to be Janoris Jenkins and Christian Fulton. Pretty weak there, too. So I was between wide receiver and corner, and I think for me, because they have Henry and they want to be a run-first offense, that they'll probably wait to grab a wide receiver until a little later. So I have them going with a corner from Northwestern, Greg Newsom. I think he may not have the ceiling of some of the other corners in this draft, but I think he's rock solid, really good technique, really fluid guy. I don't think there's any way he's going to be a bad corner in the NFL. So I think you go out there, you improve that awful secondary group with Greg Newsom from Northwestern. And with that, we have the Jets' second first-round pick after drafting Justin Fields at number two. Who do you got at 23? Well, if this was Madden, I'd be trading a bunch because I have the Jets and Madden are a little Madden franchise. And let me tell you, I can trade with the best of them. Because uh, I'd be trading right now to get like a Patrick Mahomes. Um, but with the twenty-third pick, um, Jets, they need a lot. Of, they need a lot, um, honestly. So um, Casey mistakenly took Justin Fields for them earlier. So they have quarterback somewhat wrapped up. Um, but if you look at the whole team, I think you see a bright spot um, on the defensive line. Um, I think if you 
want to be good at something in the NFL, you kind of just have to go for it. And I think you go defensive line here. I think you go with Alabama's Christian Barmore. Um, I think that the Jets have so, so many problems. And if you're a bad team like this that has so many problems, you have to go after something either really good offensively or be really good defensively in some aspect. And I think if you have Quentin Williams, who has shown size of being a top five defensive tackle in the league, um, I think that if you pair him with a guy like Christian Barmore, um, they can get a lot of sacks. That defensive line can maybe do something, um, be something that, um, you know, just proud of. Really proud of anything on that team. Um, so if you get, you know, you need to, you need to help him with offensive line, which they don't have a terrible offensive line. They have a couple good pieces on that offensive line. Um, but he's going to struggle for a year. And then you, next year you help off the side of the ball. I think this year with your second pick, defensive side of the ball, and Christian Barmer, um, it'll just be good for him. So with the 24th, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who my fiance, Mr. Sean Cast, he's, that's his, her dad, likes this team. And I don't know why he does, because they are really, really bad. And if you're listening, Sean, why does your team suck so bad? And you're going to think in your head, and I know what you're saying out loud, six rings, six rings. And all i got to say is Patrick Mahomes is going to have eight rings. So give us eight years, and I'll be saying eight rings to you. But, Casey, who is this terrible franchise taking? I think if you look at the Steelers last year, the reason why they were – eventually not too, too good was because they couldn't run the football. And because running backs, there are so many good ones coming into the league nowadays. I don't think you should go running back here. I think you have to go offensive line to help improve your running game, more so than getting a running back to help improve your running game. Not only that, but they lost three starting offensive linemen for them from last year in – Villanueva, Mark, and Matt Feeler. He is now feeling people up in L.A. And so I think that offensive line and they go Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Man, if you like watching offensive line tape, watch Tevin Jenkins. That dude is nasty. He is a finisher. He just pancakes people left and right. And he's just big. He's nasty. He could play guard or tackle wherever they need him. And <laughs> I think it's a great pick for him. So then we have Flyers' second pick in the first round. Zach, what you got for me? So, yeah, you said he's nasty and he's a finisher. So going back on our <laughs> man, this is a really good sports thinker podcast, guys. Doing a lot of. A lot of jokes. Um, so, for me, if you're looking at the Jaguars, you got your quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. You got to go defensive side of the ball with your second pick. Um, I think that that defense was really good, and Miles Jack's the leader of that defense, and no doubt the leader of that defense. They have Josh Allen, too, who's not bad. Um, but that secondary needs help. So I'm going to go with the guy at a TCU, 
Trevin Morig. Um, I think he could help you that secondary. Might be a little bit of a reach, to be really honest. I think he might be able to slip to the second. Well, probably actually not might. He will probably slip to the second. Um, but I think if you're Jacksonville, you both need. And that secondary just needs help. So I think if you bring in a guy like him, he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, he's decently fast. Um, has good ball skills, ball hawking skills. Um, so uh, here comes Casey with the jokes again. Um but I think for Jacksonville, you have to make sure your defense is better because that's what got you to be in the AFC Championship game, what, four, five, six years ago now? So um, I think you could go there with Paramount with Trevor Lawrence in this draft class, and I think you'd be pretty good. So now we're to the team, and anyone knows Casey, he's a Chiefs fan by heart. Sometimes by head. I think he's a Cleveland Browns fan sometimes by heart because he absolutely loves the Cleveland Browns. He thinks they're the next coming of Christ. So with that being said, Casey, who is the team taking this year? I'm not a Browns fan. I just respect the way that they build their roster. And I liked Baker Mayfield more than anyone a couple years ago when he and I just they, they have such a great roster I would not be surprised whatsoever if they meet Kansas City in the AFC Championship game but while they do have a loaded roster they have one pretty big weakness on their team and that's linebacker and this is an easy pick for me because where need meets the best player available it's an easy pick and that is Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa, I think he's a backer in this entire class. Him and Micah Parsons, depending on what you like, they're different players, but I think he's an outstanding linebacker, really fast. He's a little smaller, about 6'2", 215, but he has really, really good skills. I think he's today's NFL kind of linebacker. So who you got the Ravens picking at 27? So, the Ravens, I think they have a decent amount of needs, honestly. They kind of addressed wide receiver for Lamar Jackson with the same Watkins. Watkins has to stay healthy for that to happen. So, you know, we'll see how that works out for him. Um, but I think there is another glaring need in their defensive side of the ball, and that is linebacker for me personally. Um, and I'm going to go with a guy named Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. Um I think Zayvon Collins, I think he's either one or two in this draft, the best line, personally. Um, I think he's, I, I think he's going to be like, good for him, um, good for them. He's like a, he, his NFL comparisons, um, Leighton Vendoresh, which if you got, if Baltimore gets a guy like Leighton Vendoresh, that defense is going to be pretty good. Um. I think there's a lot of strengths for him. Um, he's a three-year starter. Uh, he's a freak. He's a freak athlete. Like, it's ridiculous how, how athletic that dude is. Um, I think that he's going to be more of a teaching linebacker where you're going to have to progress him a little bit more. Um, I don't think he has 
he has football instincts, but I think Michael Parsons has more football instincts than him. Um, but I think he is very disciplined. Uh, he does read eyes pretty freaking well. He's consistent, so whatever he is, it's what he's going to be. Uh, there's going to be no shockers what he's going to do. Um, so I think he's going to be good for them. Um, he does need to be a little bit more aggressive when he is playing linebacker. You don't want to be a a little wimp like an antsy sit back there and count the dingleberries on your butt while you play linebacker because – I mean, that's what Anthony Hitchens does is just sit there. So um, that's what I think he needs to work on um, is just kind of be more aggressive. And then the hole, when he sees them running back over the hole, pound him in the hole. Um, so with that being said, Casey, the New Orleans Saints going to be taking in this NFL draft. Not someone that Zayvon Collins is going to pound in the hole, but <laughs> – I think the Saints have a really good roster. I think there's only a couple spots they need. And I think one of those spots is secondary. <laughs> Complimentary receiver to Michael Thomas and broader receiver available right now is Kadarius Tony. Maybe not as refined of a wide receiver as some other guys, but he is an offensive weapon. And I think if anyone could make him successful, it would be Sean Payton in New Orleans. Get someone to help out the disgusting quarterback that is Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, who I have faith in, whoever's starting under center. If you want to know why Kadarius Tony is a first-round caliber player, man, just watch him against Mizzou. It, it, it's sad for Mizzou fans, but the dude is electric. So I have the Saints going Kadarius Tony, And the Packers are up next, who, as we're – Probably the only mock draft you'll hear talking about Aaron Rodgers has said that he does not want to play for the Green Bay Packers anymore. After trading up for Jordan Love last year, Packers have done everything they can to try and get him to stay, but it seems like he's not budging. Zach, what are they doing here? Um. Same thing with the uh... – the Steelers, my fiance's mom, that's going to be a pet. Barbara, if you're listening here, what are they doing? Um, I mean, last year, Jordan Love. What doing? You need to give Aaron Rodgers the all the talent in the world. You need to help him offensively entirely. Um, but you didn't, and now he's going to get traded. Um, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be a sad day because he's gonna get traded to some New England, and everyone's gonna hate the Green Bay Packers, honestly. Um, but here with the 29th pick, I think you're gonna go in to the draft thinking you're gonna have Aaron Rodgers, and maybe this will help. Maybe this will help him feel better. So a guy like Alex Leatherwood was the guy I'm gonna pick for the Green Bay Packers. Um, he's an offensive lineman from Alabama. He's a guy that if the Chiefs were in the first round, I wouldn't mind them getting. Um, I think he's big. Um, I think he's going to be a, a top offensive lineman in the league. Um, I think he can do anything you want him to do. Uh, I think if you have him on Green Bay, 
Um, he'll protect Aaron Rodgers, so Aaron Rodgers will have time. Um, I mean, Aaron Jones can maybe rush the ball a little bit more and not always only be a pass catcher, in my opinion. That's all he is. Um, so if you get a guy like Alex Loverwood, maybe it'll make Aaron Rodgers feel like he is more um, of, of a want through the years to come, which he should be. Um, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, um, a lot of guys like that. You you, you do whatever you can. And when they decline, then you might want to look for another guy. But Aaron Rodgers is not declining. He just won the MVP for the sakes. He's not declining anytime soon. He probably still has a good five years in him, in my opinion. I think he does. Um, and I think if you get a guy like Alex Leverwood, it might prove to him to be like, hey, you are the guy. Um, but I can also see them, if they did that, you know, maybe he'll get mad. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do a hot take right now. Um, I'm going to do a prediction that they do trade Aaron Rodgers. And they're going to trade him to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, don't know, really know what the Pittsburgh Steelers would really give up because they don't really have a ton. But Ben Roethlisberger's old. Um, and I think that... They'll go all in for a quarterback at this point. A guy like a place like New England would, but they won't. They won't that much. But Belichick doesn't like doing that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna do a little hot take and say the Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna get Aaron Rodgers for the next year. So Casey, I want to know that question, and also I want to know who your number thirtieth is for the Buffalo Bills, who had a good year last year, but they are not as good as the Chiefs and never will be. So. Who are they taking to possibly be better than the Chiefs? For those listening, there actually was a trade on the table with the Packers that the 49ers offered them. They offered them the number three pick, Jimmy Garoppolo, and reported multiple picks and multiple players. So, and they turned it down. So, whatever... If they do trade Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be for a haul. But for the Buffalo Bills, the team that it is and never will be as good as the Chiefs, I think if you're the Bills, you already got and they're not in a very good division. I mean, maybe if the Patriots bounce back, but maybe they don't. I think you already have your division locked down. You have to figure out how to beat Patrick Mahomes because, I mean, that's the only way that you can ever get to Super Bowl. You're going to have to beat Patrick Mahomes or the upstart Cleveland Browns at some point. So I think the way that you do that is you have to get a pass rusher to put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes, even though he does have Orlando Brown Jr. Projecting, protecting now, which was a steal of a trade. Just – Brett Veach doing Brett Veach things. But you got to find someone to at least try to put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And for me, that is Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. Really solid player, really good speed rusher, has really good put up really good sack production in the SEC. I don't think how the Bills could go wrong there. That was interesting. Did not think you were going to go there. Um, so now we're on to the 31st pick, which was formerly with the Kansas City Chiefs. And just like how Casey mentioned, the Baltimore Ravens traded that pick. Or we traded that pick to Baltimore to get Orlando Brown Jr. So if you're Chiefs fans, let's look at it this way. 31 pick 
in the in the 2021 draft for the Kansas City Chiefs was Orlando Brown Jr. Basically, um, so that was pretty good for the Chiefs. So with Baltimore, I'm going back and forth. Um, corner, wide receiver. I can see him going both here. Um, their corners are pretty good still. Robert Humphreys, um, Marcus Peacock, but I mean, he's there. Um, Jalen Ferguson, I, I can see you. I can see them going corner here, to be honest. Because um, a guy like Asante Samuel, um, I just don't see him. I don't see how he doesn't go in the first round. So I would pick him, but I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to stay on the offensive side of the ball, and they're going to need it. They're going to draft Terrence Marshall Jr. And I think that you got to go wide receiver here. Um, you got to help. You got to help the quarterback. You you have to help um, Lamar Jackson here. You 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 have to get him to pass the ball a little bit because um, all he want to run. And people are starting to figure that out. And people are starting to figure out how to stop that. So you're going to need a wide receiver. They added Sammy Watkins. We'll see if he stays healthy. Um, but a guy like Terrence Marshall, I mean, he didn't put out mind-blowing numbers um, for LSU. But he was also behind Jamar Chase and um, Jefferson Jefferson. So... I mean, you'll see that. Uh, but last year, he had 48 receptions for 731 yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, honestly, not bad for your junior season there. Um, I don't. I, I. I think he could be pretty good. I think he's pretty young, where you could make him into something. Um, and I think if you look at Baltimore's chart for the wide receivers, Marquise Brown, who it's okay. I, I don't know. Really know how to judge him, to be honest, because he's good, but not good. And he's mad at Marble Ball, but he's not open. But Sam Watkins, who's hurt, Miles Borkin, who is great. Um, so I think if you go wide receiver here, you're out. Um, you're going to help J.K. Dobbins out. Um, your offensive line is pretty good already, still. So, and your defense, I, I, I don't see you, I don't see a problem with that pick, and I think that would really help them out. So, to wrap up our 2020 sports daycare mock draft, the unfortunate, unfortunate thing I get to do is ask Casey who the number 32nd pick is. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are they taking? really is unfortunate because uh, man the Chiefs should have the 32nd pick actually they shouldn't they should have traded it for Orlando Brown but the Chiefs should have previously been picking 32 and if I'm the Bucks, looking at their roster they don't have a single hole on their roster if you ask me maybe a couple future needs but if I'm the Bucks, I view this as a luxury pick <clears throat> and for me I'm going to get Tom Brady's successor with a 30-second pick in the first round, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. I actually Mond more than that. I just think Kellen Mond, some people say, maybe the most talented quarterback in this class behind Trevor Lawrence. He has really good arm 
He's a great athlete. He's just super inconsistent, and his mechanics are dog crap. I think if you give him a year, maybe two, and coach him up and get those mechanics fixed, I mean, who's better to teach Tom Brady? So, I mean, I would an NFL quarterback and be the quarterback of the Bucks' future. That was interesting. I can see them doing it because Bruce Arians loves projects. Loves projects. So, with that being said, that was the 2021 mock draft from Sports Day Care. Um, thank you for listening. Tell your friends and family about this. And feel free to DM us or respond to us on Instagram or Twitter um, and tell us how we did. Um, tell us what you agree with and what you disagree with. Um, we'd love to have some on the show. So if you would like to be on the show, just give us a DM and we'll decide you should be on there. If you, if you don't get on here, you should feel bad for yourself. If you do get on here, you should celebrate like you just won the Super Bowl because it's really exciting on this podcast here. Um, so with that being said, thank you for listening and peace. Peace.